Praise the Lord. <laughs> Welcome everyone this morning. Hope everyone's feeling good in the Lord this morning. I know I am. He has blessed me in so many ways that uh, it just is unreal. But we are going to be speaking today about being in a spiritual slump. Everybody, been, anybody ever been there besides me? It's, uh, it's one of those places where that uh, we don't really want to be, but sometimes we end up there because of things that we have done ourselves, because of uh, the Lord has taken us through some things and, and we get when we get to going through these things, we uh, we sort of get to looking around and we we think that we're all by ourselves, that everybody has left us, the Lord has left us, and and uh, really He's not left us. He's just He's just quiet and standing by the by the side, um, watching us, trying us, see just exactly what we would do. Um, Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this is another privilege, Lord, to stand and to be used of you. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just open up your word to us, dear God, Lord, and touch my mind and my lips and speak through me, dear God, the words that you would have us to know, Lord, that we may be lifted up, dear God, that we may grow closer to you and learn of you, dear God, that we may go out and fight our war, God, against Satan and all his little demons. And God, I just thank you, Lord, for this day, and I thank you for what it stands for. God, just have your word. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. And uh, we're going to start in uh, Psalms chapter 88. And we're going to mm, probably read that whole chapter. O oh Lord God of my salvation, I have cried day and night before thee. Let my prayer come before thee. Incline mine, thine ear into my cry. For my soul is full of trouble, and my life draweth nigh unto the grave. I am counted with them that go down into the pit. I am as a man that hath no strength. Feel free among the dead. Like the slain that lie in the grave, whom thou rememberst no more, and they are cut off from thy hand. Thou hast laid me in the lowest pit, in darkness, in the depths. Thy wrath lieth hard upon me, and thou hast afflicted me with thy waves. Shall I? Thou hast put away mine acquaintance far from me. Thou hast made me an abomination unto them. I am shut up, and I cannot come forth. Mine eyes mourneth my reason, by reason of affliction. Lord, I have called daily upon thee. I have outstretched, I have stretched out my hands unto thee. Wilt thou show wonders to the dead? Shall the dead arise and praise thee? Shall I? Shall thy loving kindness be declared in the grave, or thy faithfulness in? Destruction. 
Shall thy wonders be known in the dark and thy righteousness in the land of forgetfulness? But unto thee have I cried, O Lord, and in the morning shall my prayer prevent thee. Lord, why castest thou off my soul? Why hidest thou thy face from me? I am afflicted and ready to die from my youth up. While I suffer thy terrors, I am distracted. Thy fierce wrath goeth over me. Thy terrors have cut me off. They come round about me daily like water. They compass me all to, about, all, about together. Lover and friend hast, hast thou put far from me and my acquaintance unto the dark. Psalms David he was writing this. He was going through some, some hard times. He was in that spiritual slump. And the one thing that, that he held on to was that he held on to the fact that he knew where to go to. Even though it felt like he was nowhere around, he knew where to go to. It seems that every Christian at some, at some point in time we are or will go or have been through that, that slump, no matter how much time we spend in the Word, how much, no matter how much time we spend in church, no matter how much time we spend in prayer and thinking on the Lord, there will be those times when we get to the point to where that it just seems like that the Lord is, is nowhere to be found. Our wives, our children, our, uh, all of our friends and our acquaintances, our brothers and sisters, they, they just don't want nothing to do with us anymore. We're just all by ourselves out in the middle of the desert. And this is this is where the psalmist David was at. And he was trying to figure out just exactly why he was there and why the Lord had put him there. And and he just he just begging the Lord to show him something. Being a Christian feels abstract and a bit big purposes at this point in time. And as much as we try to connect with God, it, it just seems like that we, we just can't connect for some reason. I have yet to figure out that reason. I'm, we know that he's there. We know that the Lord is right beside us. We know that he's always with us. But yet, for some reason, when we're going through those times, we just can't connect with him. So how do we get out of the spiritual slump? Even though we're right in the middle of it, or right at the beginning of it, how do we get out of it? Well, let know the first thing we need to do is we're going, we're going to see what the Bible says about it, but the first thing we need to do is we need to figure out why that, that spiritual slump, why we're in that slump, why it is that we can't feel the Lord, why it is that Everybody has forsaken us. Not all cases of spiritual slumber are the same. It's going to, it's going to be different for each and every one of us. Uh, and health-related illnesses such as depression and uh, anxiety and, and a lot of medical problems, it's going to uh, help compound this slump that we're in. So, you know, we, we need to look to the Lord. I know that. But, you know, what do we do when it, it seems like that the Lord is not there? You know, there's, there are different things 
for the reasons why that we're going through it. Uh, something that we have done, uh, we have we have done something, and the Lord is trying to get us get our attention. You know those little things that we do sometimes and we don't think about and we we don't remember. Those things are, are sometimes will take us through the slump. So we have to remember those times. Uh, sometimes it, it could be uh, a death in the family or a death of a loved one or a death in the church that will take us through that. Of, of wondering why the Lord has took this person out. Why, why, why did you leave me here without this person? And that there's, there's many different things. Even, even the job that you have to do in the church sometimes can put you in a, a mental and a spiritual slump or the job that the Lord has got you, the spiritual job that the Lord has got you to do uh, sometimes can put you in a, a uh, spiritual slump. And, you know, that, that's one of my big things. One of my, the things that I get into a lot of times is the things that the Lord has called me to do, and I am doing those things, but sometimes it it just seems like that I am doing them by myself, and I don't see no results of, of any of them. You know, and that, that's the one thing that the Lord has been trying to teach me, and I think that's one of the biggest reasons why he had me to start this podcast is because I... There's there's hundreds and hundreds of people that are that are listening to this podcast. I don't know none of them. They're all over the world. They're just not uh, here in the United States. They're all over the world. I have listeners all over the world, and I have not I have not heard nothing from none of them. Am I doing the one the one thing that keeps coming to me all the time is I am I am I, I'm not doing any good. I you know, I'm doing this every day. I don't know if I'm doing any good. I don't know if people's getting anything out of this. And this is the one thing that I battle constantly. And sometimes it will get to the point of where that it will put me in a slump. And, and the Lord has to wake me up and get me charged back up and get me ready to go to, so that I may go on and do this. Yes, I've struggled a lot with it. But you know the thing about it is, is I, I have to stand on the, the scripture that God's word will not go out void. It will go out and it will accomplish that that he has set out for it to do. So I do my job. Now God's got to do his job. And that's the way that we ought to be. We, we do our job and we don't worry about the outcome of it. Uh, we pray for the people and we we do the best we can to tell the tell the world and everybody else the, exactly what God has got for us to tell them, and then pray for them, and let Lord let them let the Lord take care of the rest of them. You know, we try to take on too much of ourselves, our, uh, too much, too many things on ourselves, and this also can add to a spiritual slump because we try to work things out. Uh, problems in our own life a lot of times. We try to work them out ourselves and we make a bigger mess out of it than, uh, than we do fixing anything. And then we wonder why, where God is, why God didn't take care of this thing. Well, that one is a very simple answer. 
is because you wanted to work it out yourself and you didn't want the Lord to have anything to do with it. We need to take our problems and our, our things that's going on in our life and take those times when we're in those spiritual slumps. We need to take those times and those problems and we need to give them to the Lord and we need to ask the Lord to fix these things and then we need to leave them alone. He doesn't need any help. We just take them to him, lay them down to him, let him fix them, and don't worry about it. God will take care of it, and he will take care of it in his time, in his way, not our time, and not our way. And another thing that can get us into a spiritual slump is, is uh, the news, watching the news, and all the things that are going on in this world. There are so many things, so many bad things right now going on in this world that I actually wonder sometimes why the Lord has not already come back and got his people. Look at all the churches, all the, all the different churches that are closing down. The pastors are calling it quit because of, of COVID-19 and they don't have the means to uh, do an outreach uh, by uh, internet or uh, out in the parking lot or something like that. But, you know, I was thinking the other day, this COVID-19 and all the laws and rules that the government has come up with has given a lot of Christians the opportunity to not go to church, have a good reason not to go to church and stay at home and say, I can do just as good at home as I can at church. Well, I beg the difference. I have got to come together. I have got to see your all's faces. That lifts me up. When I see you and know that you're all right, and on the same principle, a lot of times when people are out sick and things are going on in their life, if, I, if we don't come together uh, in God's house, we probably would never know that. We would never have the opportunity to pray for those people and to lift him up to God. What does the Bible say about spiritual sons? The Bible does not actually mention spiritual sons, but it talks about uh, all the different people in the Bible. David especially. He wrote, David was one of those people that it didn't matter what was going on in his life, he wrote about it. He wanted people to know about it. He wanted people to know just exactly how he felt. He wanted to know just exactly how the Lord worked in his situation. He wanted everybody to know everything about that. And he wrote down all this stuff. And he, he, asked, he asked the Lord several times, where are you at? Why are you not helping? He wanted to know. And Job, we all remember Job. If we go back to chapter 7 of Job, and after taking a, a beating from Satan, he wishes God would just would just take his own life and get him out of his misery. So you know we, we but the, the thing, two things I want you to look at is David and Job both. They never gave up on God. They never cursed God. They never turned from God. They felt like giving up. They felt like throwing in the towel. Just Lord, just take me out of this world and just 
and uh, just kill me, get me out of this world, get me out of this misery. I'm tired of being feeling this way. I'm tired of being in this situation. And the Lord didn't do it. But they knew who to call them. And they knew that in time that the Lord would move in their situation. We just don't know of, of just exactly how much that the Lord will allow us to go through before he moves in our life. You know, we, we, we feel like that we're at the end of our road. When the Lord can see and we've got anywhere from a foot to five foot more rope left. So, you know, we're in good shape. The Lord sees that we know. And you know, I am so glad that God has so much confidence in me that he can call me to do the things that he has called me to do. You know, I, like I said, I've been in a slum, and the Lord and I have been doing a lot of discussing about a lot of things. And he, he is in, to the point to where that he trusts me to do the jobs that he has called me to do. He would, if he did not trust me, he would not have called me. If he did not trust me still, he would not have continued on, and he would not uh, work with me and, and bless me and use me in the way that he is. So, you know, we, we need to look at this from many different perspectives, not just from our side. You know, why am I going through this? Uh, is it something that I have said or done? Is it because that the Lord has uh, trying me and he is getting me ready for something bigger? Uh, is he trying to teach me or prove something to me? And, you know, most of my, most of my situations that I go through is, is the Lord is, is preparing me for something else and he's also teaching me a lot of things. You know, me, well, it's been a couple of years ago. I started to act and I still do. I started asking the Lord, I said, teach me. I want to know everything that I can about your word and about you and about everything about you. I want to know as much about it as I can. I study as much as I can and I read the word and I, and I even study, uh, think about different things while I'm at work. And the Lord has taught me a lot of stuff. Now, now, let me tell you something. When you ask the Lord to teach you something and start teaching you and, and everything, some of the lessons that the Lord will teach you are not easy lessons to learn. But in the end, if you will, if you want to stay tough and you will, you will take those lessons and you will apply them to your life, you will be better off in the end because the Lord will bless you in a great way. In Psalms 13, 1 through 6, David writes, How long wilt thou forget me, O Lord? Forever? How long wilt thou hide thy face from me? How long will I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall mine enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord my God. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep in the sleep of death. Lest mine enemies say I have prevailed against him, and those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. 
I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountiful with me. First part of this, he's asking the Lord why he's hid himself from me. You, have you ever been there? Have you ever been to the point where you're out in the middle of the desert and there's nobody around you for thousands of miles? You're out there by yourself. It's not a, it's not a nice place to be in. Your family's left you. Your, your Savior's left you. Your pastor and, and all your brothers and sisters in Christ has left you. You're out there by yourself and you don't know what to do. It seems like. See, David was in that same situation. And he's asking the Lord, how long are you going to forget me? How long are you going to leave me out here in this place that I'm at? How long are you going to leave me here in this, in this slump, in this, in this trial, whatever it is I mean? How long are you going to leave me here forever? But in the end, he says, I have prevailed against him. Trouble me. Rejoice when I am moved. I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart will, shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountiful with me. Even though all this stuff was coming against him, he's still praising the Lord. Even though Job lost everything he had, he still was, he's still praising the Lord. He said, the Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And this, you know, this is one, the next one is one of the hardest things I guess that there is to do. Exercise of gratitude. First Thessalonians 5.18 In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Jesus, in Christ Jesus concerning you. In everything, in every situation you are in, in every spiritual slump that you are in, in every trial that you are in, in every one of those times that you are in financial troubles, every time that your, your enemy is coming against you and trying to beat you down, every time some person is coming against you trying to beat you down, Give thanks. Give thanks. Let me tell you something. When we get to those points where we are in that spiritual slump and we are out in that desert by ourselves and ain't nobody around, not and we don't think that Jesus is around. He's right there with us. He's right there beside us. Instead of complaining and all of that, start praising. Start thanking him for the things that you do have. Even the smallest thing that you have, thank the Lord for. You know, even though I, I go through troubles and I go through trials and everything, I thank God for life. I thank God for health. I thank him for my home. I thank God for everything that I that he has given me, every blessing and every gift that he's given me. I thank him for I thank him for it daily. And I, I appreciate everything that he does for me. He don't have to do anything for me. Jesus does not owe me nothing. I, on the other hand, owe him everything. I owe him all the gratitude. I owe him all the thanks and all the praise. I owe him that. 
I owe him my life. I owe him my service. That's what I owe him. Because he paid a debt one time for me that there is no way in the world that I can ever pay. You know, back under the law, they had to sacrifice animals to get their sins under the blood. There is not enough animals in this world for me to sacrifice and for, to, in order for me to go to heaven. It's not going to happen. I was doomed for hell and there was no, really no escape for me until Jesus died upon that cross. And when he died upon that cross, he made a bridge between heaven and earth that I can walk on this bridge freely and I can, I can go to heaven. God can forgive me of my sins and they're to be remembered no more. And when I mess up and when I, when I fail and I get in these slumps and everything, all I have to do is go to God, go to the Lord and ask him to forgive me and to help me to get back on the right track. The Bible doesn't have a, a specific definition for spiritual slump. Uh, we don't ever see the wording uh, spiritual slump in the Bible. Uh, but we can see David and many of the other uh, prophets and they, they wrestle with things in their life and they, they biggest part of them at one time or other uh, was to the point to where that they just wanted to give up and quit. This Lord, just, just leave me alone, let me go off on my own and do my own thing. Um, you know, this, this is just getting too hard to do. It's untelling how many pastors how many Sunday school teachers? How many people today that has just wanted to throw in a towel and, and give it up and say, I quit. I'm tired of this. I, I can't handle this no more. Well, you know, they're right. They can't handle it. And that's when we need to turn it over to the Lord and let the Lord take care of it. In everything, give thanks. Because Everything comes from the Lord. It doesn't matter what it is. Every good, every good and perfect gift comes from above. Comes from the Lord. Serve others. You know, think of others more than we think of ourselves. Spiritual sons have a nasty habit of, of giving us Christians a sense of entitlement, you know. After all I've done, you know, look where I'm at now. I'm out all by myself and nobody's around to help me. Nobody's, oh, oh, pee, oh, pitiful me, oh, poor me. You know how we get. But it's moments like this that we feel that we, we, there's nothing that we can do. We have come to the end of our, our rope. We've tied, up, we've tied a knot in it. We're hanging on. So what are we going to do now? Acts 20, 35. I have showed you all things. How that so laboring you might, yet you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus. How he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. You know, if we take the time and when we get to those points and we think that we are at our lowest point and everybody has forgotten us and, 
And um, you know, we we just we're in we're in really bad shape. And nothing nobody can do for us. If we will take the time to go out and to work for others, like we do every month with the, the meals that we take out to the uh, neighborhood and and the towers and see how the some of the people are living and how, and how they actually have nothing. One gentleman said that he, he had been without food for quite a while and he was getting weak and we, we took the food to him. The Lord, this blessed everybody because at that one point in time, this guy was in his lowest point, we were able to help and that lifted us up. That, that will help you get you out of your slump by knowing that you're not by yourself. You know, just take the time to look around and listen to people. You're not by yourself when you're in these positions. Everybody, every Christian, everybody in the world at some point in time goes through these, this, these times. And you know, the kingdom math works a little different from the earthly math. The worldly ideal of service operates under a quid pro quo model. I scratch your back, therefore you're going to have to do for me. You're going to have to, you know, I give you 50% of my time, now you're going to have to give me 50% of your time, and that way we'll be even. You know, I, I'm not going to do something for you for nothing. If I, if, I, if I take my time out to come and to talk to you while you're sick or bring you something while you're sick. You know, at some point in time, I, I'm going to need you to do something for me. You know, that's, that's not the way it works. Because if we give 100% of ourselves, even if we give 50% or 75% of ourselves to others, the Lord will repay us. They don't repay us. The Lord will repay us. And he will repay you a whole lot more and what man can. In Proverbs 19, 17, he that hath pity upon the poor lendeth unto the Lord, and that which he hath given will he repay him again. Let me tell you something. You can't, out, you can't out give the Lord. It don't matter how much time you spend doing stuff for the Lord. There will always be more time to do stuff for yourself and for others. You know, I, I, I get up in the mornings and I go to my room and, and I'll, I'll pray and I'll study. And sometimes I'll get up a little later than I want to and, and it sort of aggravates me and I'll figure, well, you know, I only got 30, 45 minutes to pray and, and read the Word. And I get in there, and, and after I do everything, I get in there, and I pray, and I start uh, reading the Word, and it seems like time just slowed down very, very slow. And it seems like that that 30 minutes that I had to do that turns into a, seems like an hour. I look at the clock, and it, you know, and I'll read, and then the Lord will get talking to me, and I'll look up the clock, and ain't but two minutes went by, and it seemed like I've been doing this for 15 or 20 minutes. As long as you give, as long as you make up the point to give, the Lord is going to bless you. No matter what it is, when you give your time, 
for other people. The Lord will bless you. When you give your money for other people, uh, God will bless you. It doesn't matter. You know, as long as we give it, expecting not to get anything back. Like I said, there's so many people today that when they do for you, they're going to expect at some point in time for you to do for them. And you know, the, the biggest and the greatest blessings I believe that we're going to get, the biggest gems that we're going to get in our crown is those things that we have done that nobody knows nothing about. Those are the ones that God is going to bless us the greatest for. Serving others also reminds us the real reason we follow the Lord. You know, when Jesus came down to this earth, he walked upon this earth. He didn't come down here to benefit himself. He didn't come down here to make a name for himself. He came down here seeking those which were lost, seeking those which were destitute, seeking those which were sick and afflicted. Those were the ones that he wanted to, to uh, reach out and to help. It wasn't, he had, he, all Jesus had was the clothes he had on. He never had a home. He never had a house to, to lay his head. He never had a place to lay down and sleep at night. But he always took time for other people. You know, two, there's two different times that stands out in my mind in the Bible where that Jesus went out of his way. One of them was for a man and the other one was for a woman. He went to the cemetery. He went out of his way and went to, went to the graveyard to meet the man who was possessed of demons. He went out of his way on his trip to a well and seeing his disciples away just so he could talk to a Samaritan woman. Jesus never thought one thing about himself. It was not for himself. He was out for everybody else. That's the way that we need to be. Plug into Christian community. And three, you know, we, as I was thinking about this, this pandemic, you know, and I said, I had, I had to be able to come to church. I miss not coming to church on Sunday nights. I have to come to together together with you all. When you're not here, I miss you. The ones that are not here, I miss. I need, I need to see you. I need, I, you know, I may not talk to you. I may shake your hand. I may not talk to you enough, but I need to see you. I need to know that you're all right. I need to know when the people are, aren't here. I need to know if they're sick or what's going on in their life. That, that's one of those things that helps me uh, is to see you all. And, you know, we, we, we come together even though, you know, some churches, uh, they require you to have masks, they take your temperature, and and all this stuff, and, and some of them are still having services out in the parking lot, and, and some of them are still doing it by uh, internet only. That's good. Parking lot is better than not being in the service. But, the, you know, the internet, we did that for a while, and it's just not the same. Even though we're in the parking lot, we're not 
closely together, we're in our vehicles and everything, still yet, we could see each other. We know who's there and who's not. Many churches are closed down because of, of the pandemic. We passed several churches as we uh, came to church, and there's one in particular. Uh, it closed down when, I, when they told us, you know, that you couldn't gather together in the churches anymore. And I don't reckon they've had service but maybe one or two Sunday since. And, you know, that's been six months ago. And now the, the latest sign that I read, I didn't read it today, but last Sunday as I was coming to church and I read the sign, it was uh, church online or church in the building. You choose. And I want, I just wondered how many of the people that went there, how many of those people took the time to vote that they would like to have the church in the building. Even though we have to wear a mask, they may have to wear a mask for an hour. That's better than not gathering together. I, 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 I gather strength from you all. Even though we may not speak, just seeing just knowing that you're all right, I gather strength from you. Does anybody have anything this morning? Questions or comments? I thank you all for listening.